welcome to the first episode of Fancy Tickles. I am Bryce Beeler, a.k.a. Uncle Wrecking Ball, your host with my co-host. I'm Jim Madoff. How are we doing tonight, folks? And tonight, oh my gosh, I want to talk about coronavirus. I want to talk about other world pandemics that have happened in the past, uh, both not very long ago and like a long time ago, and what still seem to be happening to this day. Uh, we are in the new dungeon. We're down in the bunker. It's in my garage where eventually we're going to constantly be uh, recording the podcast. And right now we are surrounded by toilet paper and bottled water and gun safes. And we are in Ground Zero, Washington State. Uh, no cases confirmed very close to us yet, but it is just snowballing. Close uh, enough of Spokane. They've got a few up there. They've got three, Spokane? Three that I know have been confirmed. Uh, I do know a nurse up there that works at Sacred Heart that says rumor around their facility is there's a few more, but... That's all just hearsay. Well, and that's the thing. I think that the numbers are like way, way bigger than they're letting on. Oh, I for think sure. Not only because, like, in our healthcare system, we already see numbers where the X amount of people, let's say 2% of the population, have this disease. Say it's diabetes or say it's uh, any kind of condition that's like really common. Uh, the numbers are always way higher because not everybody has the opportunity to come out and. They don't go to the hospital. They don't. They don't use these services that are available, so they don't get counted. Just like the census, you know. There's well, like well, no. There was a. There was a. Um, somebody posted, uh, put something to the Congress, and they were like, "Do you know how much like a typical like these vaccinations cost or these tests run?" And it was like at the end of everything, it was like thirteen hundred dollars, and that's if they're not kept in quarantine or you know after that or. Put oh, into the hospital. just this so initial just the test. T- yeah, and it has the, not even for this. Not even for this. This is for like flu A. This is for like just the basic test to get checked out to see if you're sick. That, so <clears throat> see, that's crazy because there is a healthcare, see, I think it's two problems. The problem is, is it's very expensive for people in the middle class who don't have healthcare to cover things like this. And for some reason, the ed- either it's like educating people on healthcare or whatever the problem is, they don't utilize the services they have. So there's a lot of people in the state of Washington, probably 3.4 million people, that are on uh, some form of government system when it comes to healthcare insurance. And they don't utilize it because they're only seeing numbers from like 600,000 to 1.2 million people using these services that are available. So like there's a split between who can afford these things and who's actually utilizing these tests. Um, I don't know about flu tests because it's the flu. You know, and it only matters to, like, like a specific health class of people, like high-risk people. Well, see, that's it. the thing, though, But right? that's the same group of people that are in the coronavirus high-risk danger level. And so the, the if they're not utilizing the services, if they're not, like, taking the CDC recommendations, with, you know, they're saying stay home if you think you're sick – um, great example. My dad's 78 years old. Uh, my brother, like, essentially told him to stay home and buy his groceries, but, you know, do anything that he needs to do. Like, one hour later, he's down at Walmart in the middle of, the, of everything, and uh, he, he, he's just one of many that do the very same thing. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. With, with the symptoms of the flu and this coronavirus, it's all in the same family. Like, there's very subtle differences that you don't, can't tell the difference on. Unless you're tested for it. Right. And now, they're, you know, they're saying if you want to go get tested, say up at, like, Tri-State or whatever, 
you need to call them ahead and they will come to your car and do the test. Yeah, they have like you. and they have a questionnaire. So like if you don't meet like 99% of the requirement, they're not going to see. They don't want you to come in because you have something else that they then have to deal with in the like their healthcare system. So like uh like my whole family had the cold. We my son had the cold first, you had a cold, I had a cold, Taylor started getting sniffles, Aubrey had a cold, everybody had a cold. But because we're in the classification of people that these symptoms of COVID-19 uh, don't seem to hurt the most, uh, we, we have no idea whether or not it was it or not. And I think that's the case everywhere all over the place. I think the oh, yeah. reason that this thing is spreading like wildfire is the fact that the symptoms are so common. They're so common and they're almost identical to the normal person for the common cold or a little bit of the flu or whatever. And that's something well, we as society deal that. with every Sinuses. single year. Sinuses and allergies. allergies. Perfect example. Allergies. They're saying the same thing. You get the sniffles, you get a cough, you get a dry cough, you get uh, anything like that. Like some people can even get a fever from their allergies or whatnot. Headaches. Right. And that's my every year. If I don't get the steroid shot thing in the butt, I don't fucking, I, I don't survive through like spring and early summer. It's, I feel like I can like constantly have a cold. <laughs> So the problem with that is there's seasonal allergies that are coming right on at the exact same time that this virus is coming up at the same time that, you know, spring colds and spring flus come out. So there's like all these different things that are freaking people out. And I honestly don't think that the average person with like relatively good health even would know the difference whether they had it. And that's why the people that are getting it are getting it so quickly is because it's so unsymptomatic for most people. Well, there's that, and then, like you said, with the people that are don't know for sure if they have it or not, they're preparing for in case something bananas like somewhat already is happening is going on. They're buying all... I work at a grocery store, so they're buying all the canned <laughs> foods, all the spaghetti, all the rice, all the chili, all the beans. Like, they're buying anything that can be... Kept. Like, canned and saved, yeah. yeah like... like, I mean, even... so. Pictures from Winco recently, like Winco, their vegetable section, like everything. I'm, I'm talking like the shit that nobody buys was fucking wiped <laughs> the canned out. mushrooms and the artichokes. It's in all the gone. fresh department. <laughs> in the fresh department. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like their wow, entire, wow. like, <laughs> my tattoo guy was there and their entire fucking, like, the entire wall, like the tables were empty. Oh, like, wow. That's like crazy. the wall was empty. Like, See, that's the part I don't quite understand. Like, at first, it was all, like, the bulk stuff and, like, the uh, the freeze-dried, like, military food was all gone first. And then all of a sudden, toilet paper. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I get, like, people are hunkering down, but it has to have been, like, completely stimulated by social media. People seeing that, oh, toilet paper's out. Oh, toilet paper's out. And it's like, there We're is... We're not running out of trees anytime soon. Well, it's... Well, <laughs> we might if this it, fucking it, the thing way they're goes doing on for yeah, but, but, like... At the there, moment? The, all the suppliers have said that there isn't an issue with supply. They're making just as much toilet paper and transporting it exactly the same. There's been no restrictions. It's people are being fucking bananas about buying all this toilet paper. I had you buy me toilet paper. I buy eight ninety nine. I had... Yes, and I stacked them on top of each other for good storage. What I'm saying is, is that roll down there is eight ninety nine. It's 12 rolls. That roll, not, and I'm not saying anything because obviously look well, how and, giant and squishy brands, and soft those The brands are different. It's charming. What I'm saying is that's twenty four ninety nine, And I paid you like $22 in cash. But either way, that's pretty much the same thing. I mean, that's going to last long. What I'm, what I'm getting at is that 
just in two weeks, it goes from eight ninety nine, and I could buy it every day that I ever wanted to buy it. Twenty four ninety nine because I don't want to run out of you got to look at where you're buying it though too. Well, the difference between Albertsons and Walmart is, and I'm not saying this against well, anything I mean, against my store. Well, yeah, I get to that. the generic. I mean, that that's is not one even thing. it's 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 generic, but it's not. That's you, Charmin Ultra Strong. That's dude. the premium. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. And that's poo poo paper. But that's not even so much generic as like that's very close to prison toilet. It's paper, close, dude. but not as bad. I've Angel Soft's <laughs> pretty damn good compared to like. You go to our store and you get like the value corner or or the stuff the in the bathroom that single ply tease of a fucking poop paper thing. I hate that stuff. There's so many there's so many shit weight places that you have to have like you got to get a handful and then you can't even fold it properly while you're trying it to pull it out. Doesn't matter because it just smears it around. It doesn't fucking. Do if you its get job. enough of it, you can get it long enough and you fold that shit mm-hmm. and then you fold it again. I think I'll just do what I always do at your store, which is go to the child changing station and I just steal all the wipes I don't have to clean anything up anymore so we're good Um, but yeah no dude it's been working at a grocery store has been bananas you were saying today that you guys were having an ass load of fucking people buying nuts and bolts to lock their shit down I mean we're surrounded by farmers we're surrounded by industry and all of them think that at some point because of all this crazy like propaganda that's going on on the internet that there's gonna like be a time when all businesses are shut. Like my boss is eighty years old. He's on his like third heart attack, his second open heart surgery. He drinks, he smokes cigars. He doesn't give a fuck about coronavirus. If they came to sh- tell him to shut his shop down, and they were gonna fine him a billion dollars a day. He'd be like, fine, send me the bill. He wouldn't give a shit. So, like, the fact that people are freaking out, thinking that somebody's gonna tell them how to run their business. Or when their employees can come and go, it's it's ridiculous. Like, it may come to that point, but there'll be a far greater impact that has happened to the economy and, like, you know, socially what's going on. There'll be, like, looting by the time business business shuts down. Because if we shut down, paper shuts down. If we shut down, you know, bullet manufacturing shuts down. Those are all huge industries in this town, and uh, both of those things are, like, covered. Well, and at the moment right now, too, I mean, in our state, there's a six-week mandate shut down of schools. So, for example, like my job, you, I don't know how many employees you guys have out at your place, roughly, oh, like, like ballpark. 12. Okay, so you guys have 12. We have anywhere from, I want to say it's like 60, maybe, roughly. That's ballparking. That's a lot of people, though. That's a decent amount of people. And it might even be more. It's probably more, because I think there's probably... There's driver security office. Well, not even not even like the drivers. I'm talking like at our store specifically. Um, With the six week school shutdown, you got to think about how many people have kids that rely on the schools to have their kids during the daytime so they can go to work. Oh yeah. Then you've got the places the people that work that mid shift, where their kids are getting out of school, and going to like daycare or a boys and girls club or something like that that are relying on those places right now and with the school shut down and everything and going on. And the Boys on, and Girls Club shut down. Everything and the closing kids down. groups, they're all shut down. With everything closing down, how many people can actually make it to work? If they're both people oh, have a, have it, a job. It, like, this is a super stressful time. If you have a family, like I, it sounds crazy, but I lucked in to the perfect amount of us being laid off from work to the perfect amount of us working full time to make this happen. Like, my wife works at a restaurant and so they closed down the restaurants in the state of Washington only to take out delivery. So it goes from like 
everybody making hundreds of dollars a day between tips and their wages to like four people a day just keeping the restaurant open. And so she's not working and she's with the kids, which is like exactly what it needs to be or whatever. But I don't know the economy. I mean, like all the extra spending is gone. Like yeah. we're just get, but that's where the problem. By. That's where the problem comes in. That extra spending is gone, but people are still spending it on stuff that they don't need because of this banana craze going on. Everybody thinking that the world's ending right now, and this thing, nothing's been said about that. They the vaccines are coming. Um, Wuhan, where it was actually at, their factories are actually starting to get back on their feet and starting to go back to full capacity. Yeah, they've seen like the lowest numbers that they've um, seen since it started. Somebody was telling me today that Italy is just fucking it's smoshed at this point. Like, yeah, they're, because they're, everybody's inside, like the canals like are typically like like super muddy and it just looks like a canal. Oh yeah, They're actually much deeper than people think. And they're seeing like fish clear wildlife. Water. They're being able to see to the bottom of the canals. Because yeah. there's so little people pollution. They're seeing dolphins that haven't been there since, like, the 1400s or something like that before they started industrializing that area. And, you know, ever since there was, like, wheat mills and things like that that run off, you know, paddle wheels and grinders or whatever. Right. Thank you, by the way, Jim. I was no, hoping welcome. that you would refill the drinks. This drink is bananas, by the way, people. So uh, uh, We are sipping on a bullfrog tonight. Uh, time out from the coronavirus conversation. Uh, Bullfrog is Mountain Dew mixed with blue raspberry lemonade Kool-Aid and vodka. Now, the vodka I got was probably the smallest bottle I could have got that I figured (laughs) would have worked for a two liter that, uh... Yeah, no, that was a very, that's a pretty heavy amount of vodka. I felt it as I was walking, like as I was speed walking, you can feel it a little bit. (laughs) So, it might be just the right amount. No, these are rad, dude. Like, I could see drinking like a whole two liter of that stuff summertime is, dude oh it's going down oh man it's going down so you people can't see but we i recently bought a new house and in my new house it has a garage that we're gonna put the dude layer in this is a hard left turn from coronavirus dude. yeah because so you know we're just we trying gotta, to we're gonna lighten this bit. stuff up because coronavirus is scary <clears throat> but not scary kind of like a touchy uncle that never has actually done something wrong <laughs> that's what coronavirus is to me right now I haven't seen it affect me. I've seen it people affect people close to me, on the, and I see it on the news, just like somebody else's touchy uncle. You see them on the news, and you're like, oh, shit, touchy uncle. I, I knew that I guy. Knew that he used guy. to give me really long hugs, but right. he didn't actually yeah, touch me. Yeah, right, and that's exactly how I feel about coronavirus. Like, I know it's out there. I know it wants to hug me, but it hasn't really, like, wiggled its fingers down my pants or done anything terrible yet. So, with that being said, let's take a step back. Uh... Yeah, this is a super hard left turn. I love it, dude. We're going in, in reverse because they got enough of Corona. Now that was, they get a that, little bit of us. I was going to say, that was kind of a heavy, heavy hitter to start with. And I get it because oh, right I, now... Because that's what's going on. Exactly. Was that not on your mind? Is that not on my mind? Is that not on their mind? Well, of course that's on their well, minds. This is everybody's... Right now, though, we're not here to make it tough. We're here to do the... The Netflix and chill vibe where you oh, just sit back and enjoy. I I get that. I just want. I had to get that out of my system. Oh yeah, I've no, been, totally. Like, oh, I'm going to go hard left back into it, dude. You're dragging. No, no, this no. is a suck, dude. This is hard. So the the new house. Oh, the new house. <laughs> so new. It's house easy to flip them around. Has folks, don't got. <laughs> so the new house has got the deep just layer. Just like that touchy uncle. The man cave. He just turned me right around. That's a good joke. Oh. Um, so the man cave has a spot for the new podcast. 
We directly behind the man cave as you go out the door is an awesome in-ground pool. We got a slide. We have got a diving board. We've got side yards. We got speakers for outside. It's gonna be amazing. And so the thought of drinking 80 or 90 gallons of that drink next to the pool this summer. That's we, all summer, not just like one weekend, right? No, but we were going to buy like a 50-gallon barrel of Mountain Dew. And then we buy 10 of those like Dude. cup cartons So when Memorial Day comes around, mm. we just need to do like the two-liter deal that they do and buy like... A bunch. Yeah. <clears throat> God, we're going to get drunk on that shit. It's going to be rad. So, with that being said... Uh, what? Oh, we're talking about the house. Yes, that's right. So pool, man cave. Uh, Mrs. Lady out there on the porch. Hello, young lady. How are you? That's the wife. That's the uh, his wife, not his mine. His my wife. <laughs> his my Jim's my other wife. I'm, my, I'm, I'm. Oh, and she brought me a plate of sausages to cap off my bullfrog. Jim, would you like a nice maple sausage? I'll eat one of your weenies. Oh, I know you would. I know you would. This is probably the most laid-back podcast I think I've ever heard where they eat. I mean, I've heard, like, Two Bears, One Cave, they eat. They There was an episode they ate fucking Uncrustables on because Tom Segura had never had one before. Right. Cause, uh, did he never go to public school and get three He'd never heard of the them. summer? He'd never even heard of them. He probably, he's probably aged out of that category. They still have regular sandwiches. But no, dude. That's what we're here for. We're eating our sausages. We're drinking our bullfrogs. We're talking about the end times and the apocalypse, dude. It's awesome. Speaking of everything like that going on, with the stocks and everything, the way they're going, dude. <laughs> Apple is looking at to buy Disney. Even though Disney just bought fucking everything else, mm-hmm. Apple is looking to buy Disney. How bananas would that be? I think you would have... I see, because that again right there—that's that whole conglomerate thing where you have. So for like us, I, I, going back to like where I work, Albertsons, the and I don't know if it was how exactly it all panned out because I never did follow the. The business side of it, but we had, Albertsons and Safeway under the same umbrella corporation now, but right. we're also under like, Cars and Save On and, um. There's a few others, Acme. Which I really did no clue was an actual store. She's driving me bananas. Because she's doing man work. <laughs> she she realized, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't push the, the garbage can all the way to the curb. No, you're going to. I just moved it so you were in the So you walk into it. Right? When you go to come inside, you stumble. Oh, shit. I just knocked it over. I'm sorry, sweet. I didn't mean to put it to the curb. Hashtag world's most laid back podcast ever. <laughs> Wow, man, we're flowing. Like, what? We're... What did I meet my contractual well, obligation? We, we're already at the time space that we did on our trial run. Oh shit, son! That I we got like three people. hours to talk about. Oh, we're we're gonna go for probably about an hour. This one, I figure, just to just to kind of limit see people's earwaves. Just to see if we can I might limit have people's to earwaves. Hum some songs. Like, oh, dude, no, we can easily talk going. for an hour. <laughs> we can easily talk for an hour, especially when I'm stuffing sausage in your mouth. People, Jim has got a smile on his face a mile wide when I talk about stuffing sausage in his face. Mm-hmm. And I actually have kind of a big smile, too, about stuffing sausage in his face. Most people do. It's the tickly beard that makes mm. people happy. Can't pay for that, folks. No. Not even to try to super glue cotton balls on the bitch's face. Mm. 
bitches, that's derogatory, Jim. Yeah. Testicularly challenged is, ah. I think, the appropriate term. Like the PC term now. Mm. I've never heard it that way. Mm. But it sounds about right. Yeah, because they don't have testicles. It's true. But anyway. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Oh, so you talk to talk about your thing. We were going to lead into mm. zombies. I believe if that was the right... The, the zombies and nightmares. You brought that one uh, up. Well, well, dreams. Dreams right. per okay. se. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, and this is where we were going. Dreams makes better sense your because Your coronavirus, I... everyone in the world was hoping that it would lead to zombies. It's still gonna. It's, there's a possibility. They took three weeks to make the vaccine for it. Hard left. They, they took three weeks to make its vaccine, which usually takes like 18 months to develop. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie I Am Legend, either the first one or the Will Smith version. They both start with somebody curing some terrible disease and then zombies, dude. Here we are, a few years later. Well, they also did a movie called Contagion that shows how quick that fucking shit can spread. Oh, you're not making me feel any better. About oh, well, you know. Here, well, but here's where we go to the zombie part. Because this is what we're talking about. Mm. What kind of zombies would you prefer to have? Now, we know which ones look cooler in the movies. The ones that are fucking speedwalkers. Mm. You now, know, like who those? would ever pick... If we had a zombie apocalypse, do you think I'm going to pick speedwalkers? No, no, no. Walkers, no, that's dude? what I'm saying. In our brain and in our movies, those are the ones we want to see. But when it comes to real life, you don't want that shit. You want the Walking Dead mm. zombies. I want Shaun of the Dead zombies, like even slower and that you can kill in hilarious ways. Well, that's there's a game made off of that. What? It's called Dead Rising. <laughs> and, and legit, dude, the game looks... I've never played it, but I've seen people play it. It's a, a zombie game where the dude comes to, kind of like uh, 28 Days Later or whatever, mm -hmm. comes to, and there's zombies everywhere, but he's in a mall. And he can use anything in the mall. You can grab... There's a, there's a part in there where you actually grab a soccer ball. And it's one of the challenges you have to do. You have to kick the soccer ball into a crowd of zombies and see how many people you can take out <laughs> in like a pinball style. <laughs> That's awesome. There was a zombie game. Uh, you wake up in a hospital bed. And then you you like go out and you see that all the halls are empty. And then zombies start. Like You have to like you get to this other Is that room. Silent Hill style? Yes. Silent I, Hill. No, I think so. I don't want to say yes because there's somebody Dead else. Right, uh, Dead yet. Island was another badass game, dude. Did you ever play what? that one? No. Dead Island? Holy. It's What's like... cool is we are surrounded by pretty much every platform of video games. So if there was a zombie-themed video game, including wrestling, which I'm looking forward. I can't find anything quite yet. The but only... a zombie-themed wrestling would put all of our worlds together. And I'd be like complete. Like, I'm sorry, folks. We'd never do another podcast the... ever again because I'd be complete in life. Um, zombie wrestling video game. The new 2K20, which is a horrible game from what I understand, actually has like an add-on pack that makes it almost um, not zombie per se, but more like a Mortal Kombat looking <laughs> wrestlers. <laughs> but they also still do like their actual wrestling moves. They did do a zombie line of wrestler action figures though. The, uh, yes, because I wanted the Taker one, obviously. The Brock Lesnar one even looks kind of cool. I think his jaw is missing. There is nothing cool about Brock Lesnar other than, yes, if his jaw was actually missing so he could never speak again. And he doesn't really talk as much as it is. Worst promo. Dude, that guy sucks. Hashtag Brock Lesnar sucks, folks. For all of you that don't know it yet, you are going to find how much I hate Brock Lesnar and want him to fall off 
really tall things onto really sharp things. Uh, I can't. He's just awful. He was cool as a wrestler, and then he was cool as a UFC fighter, and he's fucking super dumb as a cage fighting wrestler. I don't like it, and I'm not gonna like it until he does something cool like come back in little black tights and do an F5 proper and actually wrestle. I'm not gonna talk to him or about him. So <laughs> we also should probably put out there that we're calling this fancy tickles because we have a lot of shit that's gonna tickle our fancies: video games. Wrestling, uh, everyday life, friends, oh, yeah. inside jokes, stories, anything that we really decide that's what we want to talk about. We're this is big our wrestling day, fans. And we wanted to include you in it. And Jim has to listen to me ramble in this way constantly. We so talk about we'd pro make wrestling you guys listen. both in the past and right now. We talk about video games, we talk about playing video games, we talk about cage fighting, we talk about life, we talk about dad shit. Talk about stepdad shit. Well, dad shit not so much more for me, but that's okay. No, but you have played stepdad role like numerous times. This is something you can super relate to. Because you like kids and you always are super nice to kids. Not in that touchy uncle way though. No. Oh, yes, people. Jim is not a touchy uncle that I am aware of. I can't say 100% because I don't see him all the time. I mean... You're not a touchy uncle, right? No. Okay, no, no, cool. No. So he said he wasn't, so that everything's fine. Because no touchy uncle's ever done that. That's, I mean, you know. <laughs> now try to get yourself out of this hole. Why don't you? I mean, I've Any... been called a kidnapper, so why not this one here? So yeah, as you can see, we uh, get off topic very quickly. and uh, But for the most part, yeah, we're just going to talk about what's going on, what comedians are going on, what other podcasts are happening in the world, and... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a trip. Right now, I'm like I said, I'm in like Las Vegas overmode load because for you that can't see, we are posted up split between like a cabinet and the mic set up and we're just surrounded with all the shit from my old house and the new house and like uh, my apocalypse savings. Nothing's and quite set where we need it to be yet, but not we're getting thing. close. There's we're literally close. nothing that's in the correct it wouldn't, place right it now. It wouldn't be hard to get us going there though, man. Like once No, the- I got that wall. You can see through it, and squirrels come in. So immediately, my action figures are on defense, dude. Yeah, but they're wrestling action figures. They can handle the squirrels. I can't handle seeing them handle the squirrels. <laughs> you understand? <coughs> It'll be all-out war with squirrels if something happens to my action figures. Then you should probably take your action figures and put them inside in a closet somewhere, because they're in one box at the moment. Are they not? Yeah, they're pretty safe. Okay, so one box. Close the box up. I can't. My Hell in the Cell, 1998, Jack Specific, with the fall-through top, is too big to close the top, dude. So with this all is the wrestlers in it? Huh? With yeah. all the wrestlers in it? It doesn't matter. It's like, it's tall, dude. Well, the cage isn't that tall. The cage is like that tall. For those of those who don't see my hand, there, it's like, yeah, look at Well, that, I guarantee you, that you can't piece can lay down. Taller. No. I'm Dude, certain it could probably lay Are down. we going to really argue about a box I'm just saying. on this thing? Just this saying. This thing we're doing? Just saying. <laughs> if you want them safe, you'll find a way to make it safe. I'm just going to cross my arms and look the other way now. And, uh, yeah. The other way actually is just above <laughs> my head, folks, to clarify. <laughs> I'm going to stare at the ceiling so no, um, he no, doesn't know I'm... I'm just, no longer involved. I'm, uh, he obviously it? doesn't... I'm going to take the last sausage. How about it? Fuck you and my last sausage. So, back to the zombies. 
Slow walkers, obviously. Mm-hmm. We want the funny kind of kills. Easy kill, too. Easy kills. That was the other thing. So if you could, with what you have in your, obviously you have guns, but if you didn't have guns, what would you piece together to make a weapon? Oh, shit, son. To make the, the easy, quick, well, the lawnmower, that's a given. Yeah. But Just that's, for, like, the kill of the week. Yeah. I saw one today. It was like a video for dudes that were making like weapons and whatnot for just like for a zombie apocalypse. apocalypse weapons. And the dude took like it was like a fence post and he duct taped or gorilla taped two wrenches onto it and it did the most damage of all the weapons that they had. <laughs> and one dude was he took he took an axe handle, drilled a hole in it, put two saw blades on it, bolted them together, which. Would that's, be wicked. That's a double-ended axe. He he went. He did not. No, not on both true. sides. Because he took the axe head head off. That's what I'm saying. It was just the blades on either side. You just made it less deadly. Well, it's sharper in a quick slicing. <laughs> it's lighter in a slicing manner. I You're not going to be able to do it. Bat. Dude, they're zombies. They're rotten, dude. You'll be able to hit them in the neck and fucking Ken Griffey Jr. there ass. But then again, like I said, there's always that chance that they're going to evolve into these speedwalkers that you see in like And I'm fucking out, I dude. Am Legend, you no, see I'm in, out. Uh, what was that? 28 Days Later. Those are fantastic movies. Uh, no, they're not because it's really hard to beat the zombies. I, I picture That's cro- when you just outrun. coronavirus zombies being like really late. Well, okay, so the cool part is we live in America. So like most of the zombies are going to be like overweight. What if they're in like motorized scooters? Zombieland, perfect example for the rules. They're, fucking, they're gonna be, yeah, dude. They're gonna be like super slow. I still need to watch the second one of they'll those. They'll be like even dumber than they were as humans. So I'm thinking I'm good. Because if they make them all smart and scary zombies like I am Legend, dude, I'm gonna just post up in the house, watch TV until shit fucking gets cracking people too hot. Are doing almost anyway. <clears throat> That's what people do most of the time. So I'm not gonna let it affect my lifestyle. Fair enough. Yeah. Alright, so from there we go to dreams. Mm. Dreams was something that kind of tripped my trigger. Just because everybody dreams. Everybody's had their dreams. I'll do you one better. I have a dream journal of mine on my phone. Perfect. But let's go off with what this uh, Webster's Dictionary defines a dream as a series of thoughts, images, or emotions occurring during sleep. Or an experience of waking life having the characteristics of a dream, such as a visionary state of mind marked by abstraction or release from reality, or an object seen in a dreamlike state. Uh, The different kinds of dreams, now that we go into, there is lucid, recurring, nightmares, a daydream, false awakening, and a prophecy. And I think to some extent... So that people are saying that a prophecy is so a like form a fo- of a dream. So, no, no, no. So like when you have... You ever had or, a, no, a deja I, I, vu dream? Right, yeah, yeah, okay. So that's what they're looking at when I think of a prophecy. When they say prophecy. So it's like you see something in your dream and then like years or months or days or whatever later it actually happens. You actually life. go through it. So that's what they call a prophecy. Ooh, I like that. See, I wasn't thinking... Because I've had something like that when, I, when we were moving out here. We went to a restaurant and I don't... Never been there at all. It was somewhere in like North Dakota or South Dakota, something like that. We were literally driving, got to this restaurant, and I told my mom, I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. Got up, went straight to the bathroom. There were no signs anywhere near us, nothing that said anywhere where the bathrooms were. Just got up, went straight to the bathroom. And I was like eight years old. 
So it's not like I have any sense of direction or anything at that point in my life as it is. So I was pretty well like, and I'd swore before that and had a dream. And I've had dreams like that recently where I've done, and I don't, can't say that I've remembered said dreams. Right. But as I'm doing Parts them, and pieces. as I'm doing them, I'm like, I've done this before. Not that it has anything to do with a specific, like a lot of the time it's like how horrible the job is. Oh, what I'm right, doing right, at right, right. Work or whatever. And I do that job Like the every... endless row type of thing. Like, if you yep. have to do something a hundred times in real life, then you have to do it endlessly in the dream. Well, not even like that. Like, so, when you're doing something, like, like the bathroom situation. Mm-hmm. I did that in my dream. Like, something that I was doing at work, legit, I did in my dream, like, two weeks prior to that. And it was like the exact same situation where it wasn't like where you recognized it for sure. Yes, as and you're like, like, wow, that was that. That was this is so specific to what I've done. I but I've never yeah. done this. I've never gone through this before. Only in times of stress has that really ever happened. As a kid, it happened all the time. I used to have the deja vu or whatever you want to call it thing all the time. And as an adult, it hasn't happened except for like really stressful times and then like whatever's going on during that time, I'll have a dream and then months later, something will happen. Most of the time, it's super, like, um, uh, what's the best word? It has nothing to do with my day. Like, it's not important. It's not profound. It's just like, huh, that's weird. That person said that exact thing, and then I say this exact thing, even though I'm literally recognizing it in the sentence. I'm making the dream happen by saying what I remember happening in the dream, and then they respond exactly as I remember, and then other things happen that were surrounded with that dream. And, like, when you think of it that way... uh, that's like really that's super profound dude like what does that mean what does it mean that we can dream something ahead of time and then it happens does it mean that we always exist inside of some cycle does it mean that things are predetermined or does it just mean that there's some plane of existence that we have absolutely no idea about like you cannot you can't dismiss how profound it is to say I had a dream ahead of time, and in the future, that exact thing happened. doesn't matter how obscure it is. It's how specific it is. Well, no, that's that's true. And I think, like you are saying, this whole plane of existence we don't really understand. I think that's that's a possibility. I also think that there's a... Obviously, there's parts of our brain that have not been tapped yeah, into yet. Like 90% of our brain. Like we has, function on like something like 10 to 15% of our brain at our highest capacities. The rest is... We have no idea... People like you and me, with if we wanted to go and research this, would have a really hard time identifying what that other portion is even doing. Now we know that like if under stress or damage or like a car wreck or injury, uh, you can utilize other parts of your brain and it'll take over for those almost like it just remaps using you know different nerve paths Backup. or whatever they want to call it. Yeah, and then Positions. it functions exactly the same just in a separate part of your brain. Um, but outside of that i i don't know whatever it means it's it's bananas so now okay so here's a question for you have you ever had a false awakening dream and i just found out what this was the other day so it's a dream where you dream and in the dream you wake up to something else that's going on right and then you wake up again in that same exact space which is either real life or it recurs again and again and again again. i have only uh have that have i have only had that happen uh, when I had like the sleep paralysis, so I would wake up and I swore up and down like so my old place you know that didn't have a latch on the slider, 
So I would sleep on the couch a lot of times and I could face the slider and I would have this reoccurring and it would, it happened this one night. I, I want to say hundreds. It just, it wouldn't stop. I'd have this dream that somebody was knocking or being like weird and scrapey on the glass door and I could hear the glass door open. Like I could just hear it, remembering it in my dream. And then I'd open my eyes or whatever and be like looking over and I could not see any movement. I couldn't see that the door had been open, but I absolutely could not move my body. There was absolutely nothing I could do either in that dream state or in that semi-paralytic state, whatever they call that. Because there's like a specific condition that happens where like sleep paralysis is the fact that your body has woken up, but your brain like hasn't all the way yet. So you can't nothing's firing you're not telling it what to do but your the pieces are firing They're yeah just like not your connecting. nerve your your optic nerve is like super big and it's a big important part for your brain to relay everything else so it's usually the absolute first thing to wake up so but everything else doesn't necessarily have to wake up and that's from my best understanding what sleep paralysis is so anyway i kept having it just over and over this person would knock or <laughs> scrape or be weird on the door i'd try and you know see what was going on and i would strain like to the point when i woke up i was just absolutely covered in sweat i was like miserable and tired because i've been doing it all night long it was like it affected my like psyche the next day to where i was like oh i really fucking hope i'm awake dude like this had better be it the only one i can relate close to that and it wasn't even like a paralysis dream like it was the old apartment over by your dad's place Mm -hmm. and you were there you were still living in the apartment and i was hella sick do you remember that and I was out yeah. sleeping on the couch. Okay, did I ever tell you about the dreams that I was having out there? Mm-hmm. Okay, so like fever dreams. Dude. They were they were bad. And it was after I'd gotten the medicine. It was after I'd done all that. Holy shit! I forgot all about that, dude. Remember that? You remember yeah. That? Okay, so it was after I got the medicine. I hadn't been able to like, and it was like I had like, I had like shit pains, but I couldn't go to the bathroom. We went and got two half gallons of like the white grape juice. Yeah. And I went through both of those before I even got like little pebbles out. It was bad. But the, back to the dream. So literally in the dream, I was, I would wake in the dream. I was the leader of a country. No idea what country it was. It was just a country I was starting and I was the leader. Right. And in order to run this country, you needed three things. And again, no specific name for these oh items. Oh my God, dude. It You're fucking eight, freaking me out right okay. now. Okay. I want, no, I want everybody to realize not only am I having super bad deja vu right now, I also, I'm pretty sure I've told you this you dream have, before. but I, I remember that, but there's something, yeah. Anyway, go ahead, dude. So, so the dream, in order to run this country, you would have three things. And again, no specific order. There were like files on the table on my desk, and it was A, B, and C, right? So we've got A, B, and C, and we're putting them in that order. We've got to do A first, then B, then C. Six months down the road, the country goes tits up. For some reason, just doesn't work out. And I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> and I go to a different land. And there's a whole new people there, and I'm taking over this country. Are you playing Risk? I, it, it, it sounds like it now that we're talking <laughs> about it. Risk. And that's what I was getting ready to uh, accrue it to. But it was, so I go to this other country, right? And I know these are the three things that I absolutely have to have to run this country, to make a country run. So I'm like, well, A, B, and C didn't work. And in the dream, like, I wake up at the end of the dream, and I was like, that was a really fucked up dream. Like, why am I dreaming about that? (laughs) So I lay back down, and I go back to sleep, and I fall right back into the same dream. And this is all in the period of one night. So I wake back, fall back asleep, and in the dream, I'm 
off to a new land, new country, oh, new people. My God. And I take the three things and I'm like, okay, well, A, B, and C didn't work. So let's shuffle it up a little bit. Let's put A at the end and go B, C, A. <laughs> and again, country goes to Yeah. So I go back and I wake up again and I'm like, that. why the fuck am I still having this dream? But also, I'm going to figure this exactly. fucking so, order out. Second time, I'm just like, this is just, I, I, that makes no sense. Why am I still dreaming about this? <laughs> Lay back down, fall back asleep. <laughs> same thing. Go to a different land, new people. Same three things, A, B, C. Flip it. C, A, B. Okay? Again, doesn't work. So I wake up and I'm like, okay. And I'm starting to scratch my head and I'm like, this is so <laughs> fucking stupid. Why? And now I'm getting pissed that I can't make this work. My, like I'm my getting, dream country is going to fail again. Like I'm just getting pissed at myself that I can't make this work. And so finally I fall back asleep. And in the fourth dream, I get a new advisor. It's in, me, in my cabinet. No, again, don't know who it was. Could have been you. Could have been you, but I didn't recognize you at the moment. I can't say that it was you for sure. But this new advisor introduces three more things. One, two, three. Game fucking changer. Game changer, right? So ABC123 is now the, the name of the game. Oh, my God. So a baby Michael Jackson? Yep. ABC123 oh is the order that I put things in in this new country, Jesus, new people. One, two, three. Oh, man, dude. And it doesn't work again. So I'm literally waking up every hour on the hour, getting more pissed at myself. And nobody's awake in the house at this time, so I can't talk to anybody. And it's not reality at this point. No, Because you're no. so tired that you're literally like, I better get back to sleep so I can fix my country. Not even that, dude. Like, I would, I'm laying there sleeping, and I'm waking up, and I'm like, what the... F like, first, I'm pissed that I'm having this recurring dream. And then secondly, I'm getting more pissed that I can't fix what I need to in the dream to stop having the dream. Oh, for it to be just a mellow fucking like thing. Like a Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Like, but born it's, identity risk game. Yeah. Oh and I was Lord. just like, that was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> and oh. I remember finally, like, I swear I told you, I know I've told you about it a handful of times, but it's one of those things where it's just, it's so mind-blowing that I kept having the same oh. fucking... And the only other one that I can compare that to is when I was super little, and it, it was a... I had just been... I could watch scary movies all day as a little kid. Like, Freddy, Jason, all those guys were fucking hilarious to me. And I remember staying at my aunt's house one night, and she scared me watching a Freddy movie. I'm sitting on the floor, <laughs> and, like, something happens. And you know when you're, you're, you've never been jump-startled before? Yeah. So they do it the first time, and you're like... That's absurd. Why would you do yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> why would you scare me like that? At a part where, like, that. So I go home, and I gum... I come out from waking up in the morning, and I'm probably like three or four at this point, maybe. We've got one of those little kitty tables with the chairs and everything in the dining room. My mom's making me breakfast. She's cooking at the stove. Fall asleep at the table. Oh, and in God. the dream, I wake up at the same table. Nope. Now here's where it gets interesting. I look over, and it's not my mom cooking breakfast anymore. It's Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah. But, and he's threatening to kill me, like he always does, making his little jokes. But it's not with the glove hand he's going to kill me with. He's got a spatula <laughs> that he's going to kill me with. And I remember waking up at the table, spatula. freaking out, like scared to death, and my mom's still standing there cooking me breakfast. <laughs> and I'm like, that was not okay. Not okay. 
And it was up until like two or three years later that I was actually able to go back and sit down and watch those movies again and be okay with oh. it. And now you're like covered in that stuff. Yeah. Dude. Well, it's something. It's something about the human psyche. Like being scared is like in a way that you are comfortable with is like almost top priority. Like if you think about it, like like chasing girls is fun and fast cars is fun and just doing like exciting things is fun. But to be scared, like to be genuinely scared for an amount of time that your adrenaline gets going is like priceless. It's crazy, especially as an adult. Like shit, this doesn't really spook me anymore. I've had some pretty nutty things happen in my life where I'm just like, meh, it, it is what it is. Uh, but the ability to be scared where you're like, oh shit, ghost, you know, or whatever it is, you're like, you know, when it really gets in your bones and you're like, you can feel it and you're like, oh, that's different, dude, that's... Well, like you were just saying with the sleep paralysis thing, you were, you were genuinely scared. Oh, I was scared. petrified because I scared. felt like, like in the moment, like usually in a dream it has like one direction, but like I was thinking in the dream and I'm like... I can't get up and protect my family. I can't get up and protect the kids. I can't get up and protect myself. Whatever's going on, I have no control. And no control is like the scariest thing in the world for like yeah. a lot of people. I mean, that's that's what it is. And uh, like I have, I have a, had a recurring dream that I had like when I was a kid all the time, it seemed like. And then as I got an adult, I only had it a few times. And then like when I got with, with Taylor when we got married and... And lived for a while, I started having the dream again. Especially thinking about my mom and stuff. But, like, this was a dream, like, sort of kind of preface the dream. I lived in a, like, really nice house with, like, pillars in the front when I was a kid on, like, Main Street and 13th Street. Like, I pointed out the house before. It's a big, colonial, beautiful, old house. And, uh... It looks like it should be one of those houses that are in a movie that are just by itself. Almost uh, like... like, a, like Forrest Gump's house. Well, not even that. Like, like when it, he's a kid, it was. It's kind of stately. It, yeah, I was gonna say it looks like it should be one of those houses that are just on its own with like property all around it and not a whole lot of houses around. Yeah, like, like if nothing. Stephen King wrote a book about a house, which I'm sure he has multiple times, but like that's the house that Stephen King would write about. It's just creepy enough and just big and old and gothic enough. Um, and then. Not to get right back into the story. So anyway, that that explains the house. And my mom used to drive a 1970 Corvette. She had a really, really nice white Corvette. And that was what she actually had in real life the whole time that I was a kid till I was like eight or nine. And I had this dream where she like wakes me up in the middle of the night. And I'm little. I can remember being super, super little. And she's like frantic and upset and dragging me out to the car. And has like a little bit of clothes or something with her. And we peel out of that driveway and for people that don't know, or for like, we live in the Lewis Clark Valley, and there's two rivers that come together, um, and there's all this water around us or whatever, and we have islands and stuff out in the water, and most of our highways run next to the, the water in some way to go out of town, Tri-City, Seattle, Portland, Spokane, all the places that are around us. So probably five miles away from us is a place called Chief Timothy, and we had... My mom had left the house super frantic, went straight to the river, and started driving up the river road out of town towards Chief Timothy. Like, the dream just starts to settle down, and it's nighttime. I'm a little kid, so I can't see over into the back seat. I can only see, you know, like, over the headrest, because I'm so little. And all of a sudden, it gets super quiet in the dream, and my mom, like, has this just... I can remember, it, like, her looking me dead in the eyes while she's driving down the highway... And she turns around and just starts, like, hack-punching, like, striking, hitting, 
into the back seat and I can't see what she's hitting at and the dream ends. And it would just keep happening and keep happening and this dream would keep happening to the point where I like, I had even like before she passed away, I spoke to her about it. I was like, so is this like a thing that happened in my real life and I'm just remembering it or is this just some crazy dream or whatever? She never really would answer me, which was kind of creepy. She wouldn't say no, but she wouldn't say yes or whatever. But that has always been a recurring dream. Every bit of it is like super, super vivid. Uh, every, everything is always the same. The order that it happens, how long it seems to take to get down the street and up the river or whatever. And it's just when it comes to recurring dreams, that's like the king for me. And that that is always like... I wake up just sweating and just like, what just happened? <laughs> what the fuck? I haven't had anything like that since my dad passed away. I haven't had any dreams with him in it, which I mean. <sighs> so for those of you that know me, my dad, uh, this is the first time I'm really talking about it to open public like that. Like my friends yeah. and everything know about it, but yeah, my dad, yeah. um, he'd been in a nursing home for about the last six months or so to a year. Not quite a year. It was like probably summer last year so he'd been in there for a nursing home uh he'd we discovered that he had a brain tumor that had mastized from uh his lung cancer that he had like three years before that and the lung cancer had been in remission he really hadn't been to the doctor in forever so we don't really know how uh in remission it was but he started having like these issues where he just couldn't connect the dots like he you would talk to him and you could tell he we were talking to him but he couldn't quite piece the dots together who you were like he knew you knew them and he knew you knew like he couldn't quite put a name to a face but he could fake it like he knew you were right you were there and so it got to a point where he was just having really bad um memory issues memory issues he was having bad uh hygiene problems where he just wasn't taking care of himself he just couldn't remember to do it and so it was we got worried and so I, my first thought was it was you know dementia or something like that but it came on too quick so i wasn't sure got to the doctor found out it was a brain tumor they took him in for a brain surgery got uh probably like 80 to 90 percent of it out and what they couldn't get out they decided they were going to do uh, radiation on was that the really aggressive? It was a yeah. super aggressive. And the problem with that was, so he's been in and out of a nursing home, basically just for rehab to get healthy and then come out. And every time he'd gone in there to do that, he was able to just push and push and push the therapy to the point where he was able to go home. He was healthy enough to leave. And so then he got to a point where once this he was in there for the surgery, he would push and push and push this therapy. But then he was also going to do the radiation, which was draining his energy super quick. And I think it after like a two or three week period, he was like, well, I'm, this is usually when they let me go home. And it just, they didn't let him go home because he just, he couldn't Never get better. Yeah. That point. And his health kind of took a turn for the worse. He was, um, in like a three week span, he had, uh, a sinus infection, a UTI, and then diverticulitis, like bing, bang, boom, like quick. And then come November, uh, they found out that the tumor was growing back. So they went in for a second surgery and um, made it through Christmas, made it through Thanksgiving. Um, probably within like the first week of this year, uh, he went to the hospital with, they thought they, they called me that morning saying that he had um, 
the shake's really bad and he was having trouble speaking. Couldn't get his words out. And so he, uh, they got him in and uh, they, I got to the hospital that day at probably like noon and we kind of had conversation and whatnot. Well, then they come in and they told me that it's pneumonia. And most of the time pneumonia, you can just quick fight with antibiotics and everything like that for the most part. But because of his lung cancer, and he also had COPD. So this was all within the last decade, folks. He had uh, two heart attacks, lung cancer, COPD, uh, two brain diabetes. surgeries. You have diabetes. Diabetes. Too. Well, yeah, that was came on at the end. But that was mostly because it was just his, um, I think, his lack of being able to gauge everything. We'll have like an appropriate diet for somebody yeah. with diabetes. Yeah. yeah. And so they, they got all that all fixed up for him. But I mean, the diabetes was like the least of the worries right. at that point. Well, and good on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've lived, you know, 70 something years and you've done years, everything exactly. that you wanted to do. Well, that's the uh, thing. Like, I don't necessarily know if he did everything that he wanted because I know there were. Th- well, my thought was so. At 70. Like, if I'm 45 has... and I haven't done the shit that I want to do, it's just a downhill slide till I'm out of here. <laughs> like, well, that's kind of the road that I'm on. And I, thanks for putting that in the ballpark for me. Well, yeah, think about uh, it, dude. I mean, like, well, there's if that... I was 45 and I had done all the shit I want to do and my kids are, like, halfway be- well-behaved. That's the thing. You have kids right now. Where That's where one thing that I feel like... This is a conversation that I had with him multiple times. I thought, yes, I'm, I'm a fantastic son in the fact that he raised me the way that he did. I have such a good work ethic. I get my personality from him. There's so many things that I can do because of him, but there are things that I haven't been able to give him as a son. Yeah, which I think is that's where kind of old school, though, man. But like I, in that sense, like and especially this day and age, I think it, uh, people would respect. Like you know, wait till you like have a driver's license or like. Well, no, it's not even what I'm. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, and definitely that needs to be. No, no, that, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I think, like, the fact that you had a good job and you pay your bills is, like, a way more, uh, like, a, you know, means for celebration than, like, you know, I rotted out some hood rat and now I have a kid or whatever. But that's not you know what I mean? mean. That's not what I want, though. That's not. Right. So what I'm saying is I wasn't able to, he wasn't able to see, he hasn't seen any of his kids get married. He hasn't met any of his grandkids except for my stepbrothers and sisters' kids. Yeah. Those are the only grandkids that he knew. Like, there's so many things that he didn't get to do before he went that me being the closest one to him, in a sense, in a manner of speaking, I feel like I failed. To, oh, and no, I, I know sure, I didn't. No, man. No, I know I didn't. No. <laughs> I know I didn't. I know I didn't. Hell no. But it's a mental thing. Like, there yeah. are definite things like your mom passed away as well. Yeah. She got to know your grand, your kids. To an extent. Yeah. She... Yeah. She's yeah, met yeah, them. Yeah. She met them. She knew you got married on a couple different occasions. We won't speak of the first one. <laughs> it's cool, but, dude. But you're married. You've been married. Yeah. Like, she's been there for certain big key aspects of yeah. their son's life. Where I feel like my dad never got to see any of those for any of his kids. And that's yeah, where, I mean, that's where, like, again, but... me being the closest one to him. Yeah. I feel a little bit of... I don't. I, I want to say guilt, but that's definitely not the word for it. No, I get it. It's like, almost you think like you remorse. Done yeah, something. yeah, but it's shit, man. And I know he doesn't hold any of that against me for anything no, like that. Fuck and no, fuck I was. I mean, there's. I was. I've had this conversation with well, a few people. One to Richard, dude. 
That's right. Bro. I've uh, I've had this conversation with a few people where they they feel like um, my friend Kelly. She was talking to me about she felt it was the few days beforehand when he'd been in the hospital before he passed. They moved him back to the nursing home the day that he passed. Right. So to get to that point, there he'd been in the hospital from uh, it was like Tuesday to Friday morning. And they told me that antibiotics weren't going to do any good, that because of the COPD and the lung cancer, it, it would have done no good. Like, the antibiotics wouldn't have touched anything. Just, just right. to wrap this up for you guys. <laughs> Nothing right. would have... No, it's, I mean, yeah. It, it wouldn't have done anything for anybody. And so, uh, it uh, it was just to that point where it was just, you need to let him ride out on his own accord. And so we took Which him off the oxygen. Which he did fucking gracefully. He did. And he stretched it out, dude. Man, he held on forever. <laughs> and that was the thing that I was getting at. Like, he... I think the biggest thing for him was to be comfortable. And he wasn't comfortable in that hospital. No. And he knew he wasn't. So he held on long enough to the point where they were like, okay, well, we can't really keep him here any longer because of Medicaid right. only covers so right. much or whatever. Well, because we have the world's best healthcare system. Exactly. And so... <laughs> They, as they were getting ready to send him back to the nursing home, which was literally just down the street, which thankfully for that, um, he his oxygen levels went from like 50 that afternoon, that morning, to 35. And they were like, I don't even know if he's going to make it back to the nursing home. But. So now here's the thing. They load him up into the ambulance, yeah. transport him down. His oxygen levels go from 35 to 45. They hook him up to the monitor in the nursing home. And I swear on some level, he was just like <laughs> fucking with me because the levels in the hospital, like they have the same kind of tower and monitor mm. that they do at the hospital and then monitors like heart rate, you know, yeah, 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 all yeah. that heart rate was normal. Um, you know, blood pressure was a little high. His oxygen levels read 95 when they hooked him up. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Normal, what is that shit? Normal, healthy adults, by the way, going, you know. It said it like from 90, 92 to 97%. Just sitting there, not like doing athletes anything. Athletes don't even hit 98, 99%. And so he was like, boom, 95. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so then they pull it off, they recalibrate it, and it goes back down to 55. So I'm like, okay. So he went from 35 to 55 in that five minute trip I got one more night with him so I hunker down get set up in his room they bring me in a comfort cart they got like you know cookies and like coffee and all <laughs> kinds of shit there for me just for something for me to have to munch on so I don't have to leave per se uh, and then they I, I flip on his TV I just got him set up with a Roku stick so we could watch Netflix and all that stuff in there um, I put on a stand-up special, Burt Kreischer's Secret Time. My little sister had never seen it, so I was telling her about it, getting her introduced to it. Dad's in his bed, got the TVs pointed at him somewhat too, so he can hear it. It's loud enough where he can hear it. We get about 20 minutes into it. I look over and you can see him kind of gasping, but he'd been doing that for a day and a half now. Like, it was just normal. Right. They were working on getting him more medication. They'd just gotten the paperwork sent off to... Uh, the pharmacy go back to watching the tv i look back over and there is not a motion coming from that bed um so me going okay well now i have to investigate why this isn't it so they'd actually left me the little finger monitor that they yeah. put on pulse indicator thing yeah and so i go over there and i'm actually touching him trying to put it on his finger trying to get any reading and i'm getting nothing 
And my little sister's like, dude, what's going on? And I was like, I can't get a reading on either hand, like nothing. Like there's no movement coming. And so I went out to the nurse and grabbed the nurse. The nurse comes in and she's checking everything out. And she's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this. And she's cleaning off her stethoscope. She goes, if you want, you can try and listen to see if you can hear anything. She goes, but I don't hear anything. And I think at that moment, he was just happy to be back in his bed. He was happy to have people laughing around him. And he was just content with letting go. Yeah. Since then, I haven't had a dream one about him. Um, you can attest for this every time we hang out. I, in some capacity, I bring him up. Yeah. That's, uh, and it's that's, normal. Yeah, It's that's normal when you normal. spend some, the, your, you know, nine or half your life with the person. You're going to talk about him all the time. Well, yeah, and they're like, well, it's just a million good stories, and just with everything that had happened around it, that's a pretty awesome way to go. Yeah. Like, if I got tickets to Burt Kirscher, and I'm laughing really hard in the audience, and I fucking go, that's a pretty good way to go. Yeah. So, I mean... <sighs> yeah, dude. Like, it's... Uh... It's a tough one to talk about, because I'm not... I'm not super emotional. There's there's little bits of guilt that I feel, like that stuff. You shouldn't. I mean, well, no, like... I know. No, no, no. It's it's just it's. So, like I said, I haven't had dream one about him. I haven't cried since I've been out of the hospital from him. Like, there were bits and parts in the hospital where most of my time it was like any of the tears that were shed. It was like, I'm good. Yeah, you can go. You don't have to hold on. You don't have to fight for this. Like you're okay to go. I've got family here. I've got friends that are there to take care of me. Like it's, I'm good. And I take that back. There's been once that I cried outside the hospital. There was a song that I heard, and I, you won't listen to it, and I don't blame you. But it's not, it's not a mommy <laughs> song, so it's not anything like that. But it's, it's uh, Luke Combs, even. Even though I'm leaving or something like that. Yeah, no, dude, I don't need you. And it's, it literally, like, the first time I heard it, it was right after his first Mm -hmm. surgery. And I was like, okay, this is going to be the one that gets me. (laughs) I knew it. I was like, this is going to be the one that gets me. And so we had just gone, uh, my stepmom and I had just gone and cleaned out his nursing home. I think you're out. No, no. What happened to my box? No, dude. You're good. And, uh. I had just gone and cleaned out his nursing home room, and we were sitting in the car. She just pulled up to my place to drop me off and unload everything, and the song kicks on. Oh, Jesus. And she gets ready to turn off, and I go, hold on. Just give me a second. And I go, I knew when this song played, I had to listen to it once and just get it done and over with. And once that was that, I've listened to that song probably half a dozen more times, and not a tear one has been shed. You tried making me listen to it, dude, and I'm like, nope. Well, not. but it's the thing. I don't think it's you like would... two notes into it. I'm like, fuck no, dude. I don't know I'm going to cry. I don't think you'd cry. Dude, I'm a crier when I cry. I've never seen you cry. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah. Well, not to flip the switch, dude, because we can go from, uh, like, pretty heavy, you know, and I could share the experience of my mom passing away. Which is way more uh, gonna sound traumatic, but I thought it was pretty funny in hindsight. So my mom dealt with uh, pretty heavy prescription and drug addiction for a long time, uh, alcoholism, 
all those kind of things like really bad for a very long time uh the doc she had a spell like when ollie was born she was actually in the emergency room in the same hospital because she had drank to the point where like something had happened to her sodium levels to where she'd like almost died uh, I don't exactly know what that means. I know that if your sodium levels are off, that's like the, one of the worst things for your brain. Um, they told her she couldn't drink anymore. Kind of hurry up the story or whatever. Uh, so she just she totally swore off alcohol. She stopped abusing medication. She didn't use any other extra drugs. She just smoked pot. Like smoked pot and hung out. And was starting to be pretty healthy. Uh, I had been living life like a million miles an hour with a new family and new kids or whatever. And so I didn't know this, but apparently she had started drinking in a really, really pedestrian way. She was drinking black cherry Mike's Hard Lemonades, right? Thinking that like, oh, these are this isn't alcohol. This is juice with alcohol. Um, so fast forward, I get a phone call in the morning time, uh, and they say, hey, your mom's not responding, which is usually what would happen. Like she wasn't responding, not she's. Like, dead. Not she's, answering the door. She, yeah, she's not responding to us, like, trying to wake her up or whatever, but she's still alive. So they're like, she's not responding, you should come up here. And I <laughs> probably should have known the little bit was up when I got there. Uh, there's, like, two fire trucks, two ambulances, two police cars. And this is a trailer park, so none of this shit fits there. Like, it's just fucking shit everywhere like, and this I'm is like a little over yeah and there's like the people like looking or, it, it was like the people that like looked across at sandy hook that were neighbors dude and were like hmm there's something going on over there i should probably stand here and stare for four or five hours that's what was going on when they got there um super awesome officer god i wish i could remember his name i want to say it was officer hansen uh from the lewis police department and he uh walked up you know, and I was like, I kind of already knew something wasn't the similar that it normally is, you know, because usually it's like one ambulance and one police car. And uh, he's like, hey, your mom's passed away. First thing he says, are you Bryce Beeler? And I'm like, yes, I am. And he's like, your mom's passed away. I was like, cool. Great introduction. Nice to meet you. Let's go inside then. And so we go inside and she's like laying on the floor or whatever. And they got her covered with a blanket. And I'm like, okay. I can handle this. You know, I've seen, through my life, I've seen a few, like, dead people or whatever. Not a creepy serial killer way. It's just happened in that sense where I'm the one, like, when the neighbor died next door in our apartment. And the guy's like, can you come and do CPR on my mom? And I go in there and I she's, like, purple. I didn't know anything like, about that. She's, like, purple laying on the floor. I'm like, I don't think CPR. Was this when I was there or after our little I don't squabble? No, I don't know, actually, because it seemed like it was really early on. Anyway, not to get sidetracked, but, like... So anyway, I see her laying there or whatever, and they got her covered in a blanket. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go say bye, like hold her hand, do whatever, you know. To, you know, just experience what you're supposed to experience and think about it later. And so when I fucking take the blanket back to look at her, apparently they didn't inform me that they had tried to do, like, the fucking air tube Uh-oh. down the throat thing. They didn't tell me that they had tried to do, like, CPR on her and all this stuff. So she's, like, in pretty bad shape with this, like, crazy robot tube thing in her throat. And I'm, like, I look up at the cop, and he's, like, white as a ghost. And you could tell he's, like, oh, I should have said something. And then the paramedic that was standing there and the coroner guy were, like, oh, I should have said something. And I'm, like, I look at them all, and I'm, like, yeah, I know exactly what you're all thinking. Probably should have said something. <laughs> I was, like, I'm, like, you mind giving us the room? Sorry, awkward. You guys fucked up with the not telling me about the tube thing. 
And so, uh, god damn. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I say my goodbyes or whatever, but, like, the whole thing with me was that it was so strangely comical in, oh, yeah. in all those well, senses. No, and there were so many people around, it was kind of like a circusy thing, almost. I had I had the same moments where I was at the hospital with them, and he's, you know, they've got him medicated or whatever, so he's comfortable. And, uh, then I get a text from one of the people that works at the nursing home that I'm friends with. And she goes, how's your dad doing? And I go, well, you know, right now they say it's pneumonia and it's right, pretty much just a waiting game. And we're waiting for the game to be over. Right. And as my phone clicks send, my brain goes, that's a horrible way to say that. <laughs> we're just waiting for the game to be over. We're just waiting for this shit to be over. We want to go home. Uh, and then, then the, the other moment, and it's fucking. Then the other moment that rolls through my head when you say comical moments like that is the coroner comes in to pick up the body oh. from <laughs> from the nursing home after everything had happened, and we're out in the hallway. We're kind of sitting there waiting for everything to go, them to get the situated going, and. I'm out in the hallway, and he, they get them all bagged up and everything like that. <laughs> well, the, I know I get it. This uh, <coughs> when you're talking the about phrase, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and that's literally. the thing. Like, I can literally, like, and I, it's my dad. I respect the hell out of this man. Yeah, like, he taught me everything I know and the, the person I am today. But in when the you moment, say bagged up, there's only three things in life you can bag. Yeah, up. dog poop, groceries, and people. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. I've never heard that before, but that's awesome. So I just thought of it. That's Imagine. very... Golf clap. He just took a bow, folks. Uh, so, get them all bagged up. They got them on the gurney, on the table, ready to roll them out. And he opens the door and he goes... He hands me the paperwork and his card and he goes, well, I'll be, we'll be in touch on Monday so you can get all this going, all this paperwork going. And that part doesn't even bother me at all. Like That's just like he's just doing his job. And I get that. But as he starts to roll them down the hallway... The line that pops into my head, because I'm a movie guy, and the line that pops into my head from any movie is the line from The Green Mile. When they're walking him down the thing, and it's walking the mile, walking the mile, walking the green mile. And I just laugh out loud, and everybody's like, what's up? And I go, horrible, horrible thought, terrible thought, like shouldn't have had it. And my little sister's standing there, one of my best friends, she's there, she was helping me take care of dad and everything like that at the time. And they're like, what? What's so funny? And I go, just just horrible, horrible thing popped in my head. <laughs> well, you got to share with us now. And I was like, okay, you guys want to know. <laughs> so I told them, and they got a chuckle out of it too. But, uh, yeah, I mean. I mean, See, I, I go always go to the one-liner uh, whenever somebody passes away. Like, I always imagine they're going to, like, come out of the bag or, like, sit up, kind of like the Undertaker, and just, like, give us an Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, I'll be back. You know, and then he's like, and then you'll cook. Cool, I'll see you tomorrow in the yeah. next episode. And like, it's all, I don't know, not to like drag it into philosophy or into like what you think about stuff, but life is just one big episode. Oh, yeah. So when shit happens, it's within our episode. So like, it happens, you know what I mean? But it's all like one big story. It's all one big, long story, dude. And like, one of my that's what this shit's about. Like, that's what Fancy Tickles is about, is like, Ex- like experiencing all of our episodes together and like we have shit that we're into uh that i'm hoping that people that listen to this are probably also into like there's you know there's gonna be 
you know, fans are just life. There's going to be fans of wrestling. There's going to be fans of games. And the fact that we all, like, get together and have this thought where, like, well, we're in this all together. And, like, when you realize other people are doing the same shit that you're doing and hitting the same grind that you're doing and experience all the same thing, you know, it does. it's not a smart or dumb thing. It's not a money or poor thing. It's just we're all in it in different places because they're super unhappy rich people and they're super fucking happy poor people. Like... There's so many things in between, and yeah, dude, like, what we're doing right now is what it's about. Like, whether, yeah, I don't give a shit. My favorite thing I've seen online lately has been, it was a meme that I saw on Facebook, and it was, uh, I don't know what the writers of my life are doing, but I feel like I'm in season five, and they're running out of ideas, so they're just throwing batshit crazy ideas against the wall. (laughs) Right, dude. And whatever sticks, sticks. Season four is always good. That's like your early 20s. Season four of every season of every show, and I don't give a fuck what season it is, Breaking Bad, That 70s Show, The Simpsons, Roseanne, fucking drag any show from the fucking depths, season four is always the bangers, and that's your early 20s, that's when you're like, fuck, that's the banger episodes, dude, and then you start getting on in like, the good episodes where you're still like a super fan of the show, which is life, you know, and that's like now. Like, where we can look back and look forward and kind of exist in the moment. Season four, usually when they start having, like, the the recap episodes where they're, like, the best of what we've done so far. Yeah, they're just kind of showing, like, eh, if we don't get next season, we did a pretty good job. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I say that's pretty good solid first episode. Oh, fuck, yeah, dude. We hit our hour Two, mark three, that we five wanted. five topics, you know. We hit our hour mark that we wanted to. And I know this was, we, we hit a lot. In a short amount of time, which is good, but at the same time, I think next time we, maybe we need to like you. I, I like your idea of finding something and sticking to that topic and just yeah. slow rolling into it. But this this has been no, to this me. Is this is our bread and butter. Oh, absolutely. When we dude. we hit a subject and then something that's this is what I was talking about. When we hit a subject and we can go on a tangent in another direction and then oh, bring yeah. it back to what we were talking about before. Yeah, dude. That I'm is going to be our that. bread or butter. That's uh, head, that's our bread head and butter. injury, short-term memory loss, <laughs> diversion of topic, dude. That's how, yeah, I live life that way. So this is going to be pretty easy for me. Beautiful. But uh, like I said, folks, it's awesome. We're glad that you're here with this journey with us. We got some like heavy-duty stuff off of our chest. We got some like fun stuff. Talk about current, you know, coronavirus bullshit that's going on. Uh, we love you, man. Collect your TP. Collect your baby wipes. Um, may all your adventures in the next few Eventually weeks be good. Eventually, that's going to be the currency in America. I yeah. feel so. Yeah, dude. Can... Fuck cash. We got toilet paper. We love you. We'll say bye. See you guys. <laughs>